This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Talking Banter, the official Dynamic Banter after show. This week we're talking about episode 21, the one about sports. I am Brett Register and with me as always is Chris McCaleb. Hey Chris. Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty great, Brett. How are you doing? I'm gr- I have I have amazing news. Oh shit, let's hear it. After I think at least two podcasts, it might have been mm-hmm. three podcasts bitching about Star Trek Beyond coming out on VOD and not on before Blu-ray. That mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah, for, I remember. For new for new newcomers. Yeah. I was upset that if you pre-order the Blu-ray, you don't get the VOD code early. Well, time heals all wounds, and the Blu-ray came in today. Oh, man. I'm so glad that we followed this saga. <laughs> the The national nightmare of whether or not you were going to get this movie at your house is finally over. And well, I, I think we can all breathe a collective sigh of relief, Brett. I wanted to get the dorkiest thing out of the way before That's we terrific. spend an entire podcast talking about sports. Should we, well, and also, should we say that this is the after show? And if you haven't listened to the proper podcast, Dynamic, uh, Dynamic Banter. Banter, with Steve and Mike, you should turn this off uh, and go immediately to that because th- we're going to be talking about their podcast. This is the after show, and we're going to be really like getting into it and sort of breaking Huge it down. Spoilers for Dynamic yeah, John, Banter. Yeah, we're going to totally spoil the hell out of that podcast. So you really. It, it's it's it behooves you to you know listen to that first. Do you want to give them a moment to go? Yeah, yeah. If they're okay. in their car, we'll, we'll, we'll wait. Take your time. If they're like Snapchatting in their car, yeah. Oh, we want man. to give them a minute. Oh boy, let's get into that. <laughs> I think that's long enough. I think if you're still yeah. here, you're here for the Definitely. right reasons. Um, yeah. Listen, I'm so excited to talk about sports on this podcast. Well, I you never love, thought uh, I would see the day. You're it's well documented how much you love sports. Well, you've you've of, spoken openly about it. <laughs> it's going to be a fun one. I've got uh, the Kings Ducks game on in the background just to set the right ambiance for me personally. That's terrific. I can almost hear it. Yeah, I have it on silent. But like that's why I said I can almost hear it, but just not quite. All right, let's dig right into this thing. Yeah, let's. Let's do this. Jesse. Jesse brought it with the notes again. Right away at four minutes and 10 seconds, Mike went to Subway and encountered a 35-year-old man experiencing Subway for the first time. He wondered aloud, so how's this work? And then asked for brown or bread. I had a question about this. <clears throat> yeah. Um, what's the last time you've been to Subway? <laughs> uh, I... I I would like to tell you, I've I've been to Subway. Let's see, I went to Subway in June, 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 June. Did you make up a June. month? Yeah. Is that yeah, what's happening right. right now? That's kind of where I'm at in my life right now. It's kind of things are kind of falling apart, and um, I'm just making up months. I'm making up words. Is that a thirteenth uh, month, or does that exist in a different time stream? That doesn't affect your your twelve month cycle. I feel 
sort of in in the same vein of David S. Pumpkins. It's its own thing, <laughs> and I'm a part of it. I a don't know what that is yet, mm. meaning I haven't watched it. But I had oh, someone man. explain it to me at a Halloween That's party because someone was dressed up as uh, David S. Pumpkins. Is that right? They that's just that's someone who really didn't have an idea. And then that happened and they're like, oh, thank Christ. I have an idea. I can finally I have I can go to this party. I don't have to be an embarrassment to my friends. Um, yeah, no, the, the, there's nothing better than having a sketch explained to you. That's that's the best way to appreciate comedy. Well, my question I bet some of the listeners know what I'm talking about. It's the it's the uh, elevator. It's the tower. Terror Elevator. I forget what it's called, but it was on the Tom Hanks uh, Saturday Night Live. Hulu. Yeah. I, but listen, I now I don't need to watch it. Oh, no, it's been explained. That's the that you you've you've had the full <laughs> experience. You've definitely appreciated it the same way as if you'd seen it. Sort of like I could explain to you the Beatles white album. You mm-hmm. don't have to listen to it. I could just explain like, oh, there's a guy. He's mean Mr. Mustard. Don't worry about it. Speaking of mustard, back to Subway. Uh, in Jaloon, I did go to Subway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went and picked up a sandwich for myself and for my mom. Uh, it was uh, it was it was a kind of a panicked uh, decision made uh, sheerly out of necessity. I remember an old, the older version of Subway when I was a kid, where they had the good bread that smelled weird but was delicious, and they would cut a triangle out. They of They would cut a triangle in it. Let me ask you, did you go through the item-by-item item ordering process back then? Um, I think you just sort of said, I'd like it with this, this, and this, and then they did it. I don't feel like you were like, lettuce. Okay, what else? I, I, did, I did laugh. Yes, I, I have had the same experience that Steve described, where it's like, okay, what else? What else? Excuse me, what else? Like, I've had that. I've definitely had that before. My, my subway question is not important, but at 5.50, Steve and Owen went to lunch. They stood... Uh, Steve still thinks he's going to lunch with, with a dead person. I don't even want to get into that. They stood at the counter holding a conversation when the cashier interrupted them with, What else? What else, <laughs> sir? What else? What else? Um, Steve goes argue- on to, oh, describe go a, to describe the lady... In my opinion, so in Jesse's opinion, that is deeply done with LA's bullshit. <laughs> There's sort of I mean, two ways to cut it. this. I mean, was she yelling at him because he was clearly talking to a person that wasn't there? Or was she yelling at him because she hates her job and her manager will get mad if she's not turning orders at a certain speed? And she. You know, here's what I actually thought when I listened to this is as a director, especially directing a show for a long time, you get used to your actors and you sort of know what you have to say to them to get them to do what you want. Sure. And I feel like as a Subway sandwich creator, you get to that point where you know that you have to keep on someone and you have to hound them through the whole order or you're never going to get that fucking sandwich finished. You're like a traffic cop at that point. You're just like, let's get to the end of the line. Let's make a, this is not about making the best sandwich. This is just about making the most efficient sandwich to get you the fuck out of this line. Right. If you don't keep the pedal to the metal, 
there's a line out the door. The demand for Subway is almost at a Jersey Mike's level at this point. Um, I, I think that's that's. I think you're really trying to force Jersey Mike's into the conversation because did you are you aware that Subway has the most that like the highest number of uh, retail locations in the world of any fast food restaurants more than McDonald's more than you know Domino more than anything Subway. At least they did before the Jared thing. I don't know if that's still true. <laughs> do you think that hurt their bottom line? You, you bet think, it did. Do you think Jared or not getting sandwiches built fast enough hurt their bottom line more? Um, I think it's Jared because I think people are Fair. willing to spend another 30 seconds waiting for their their factory sandwich to come off of the assembly line uh, with their, you know, orange tomatoes to quote uh pete holmes pete holmes has a great whole bit about subway and about how disgusting it is uh and the and the fact that we all eat there it's been a minute for me subway is like when there's nothing else subway is like the last bite of food after a zombie apocalypse has taken hold (laughs) That should be that really should be their slogan. It shouldn't be eat fresh. It should be Subway when there's nothing else. <laughs> I think that works for me. I want to get to that this next note here. Okay. I feel like we're gonna have to we have to take a minute unpacking this one. At ten forty, right. Steve is going to murder an entire family of humans, maybe ducks, with his car because he Snapchats while driving. This time he Snapchatted because he took supreme umbrage with the owner of Doggy Leg, a mobile pet groomer, whom gave whom gave his company a nonsense name. Um, I was not familiar with the term dog leg, so I was kind of confused at Steve's ire about this whole thing, because Doggy Leg, it didn't really bother me, to be honest. It just seemed stupid. What What really bothered me was when I worked on a show called groomer has it yikes yeah hang on the original title and i'm talking for a while up through almost delivering episodes was doggy style oof and no one wanted to tell the executive producer why they shouldn't use that name i think everyone was just (laughs) hoping the show would air as doggy style did the executive producer not get it? Did it? Did they not know that that's like a maybe a, a sex move? A fairly, uh, fairly pro pro. It's a that's a that's a widely used sex move. It's not. It like, was. Um, it's not the ropes course. If I remember correctly, it was two words in this case: doggy style. I think he just he was just happy with the clever. Uh, a switcheroo on the sex term. Clever is in quotes there, I think. I think the network eventually smacked it down, and Groomer has it was born. Huge That's hit. the first good network note that has ever been given. <laughs> um, so at 1620, Mike railroads Steve's shit. He takes over the podcast to make sure that Steve stops being a dumb gentleman with the driving and the Snapchat. Steve believes that if he ends up dying for a joke, it's worth it. Steve, in this moment, sounds real dumb to every other rational human being <laughs> on the planet. Now, he does. He interesting, does. interesting note. 
Um, so right before we watched the World Series tonight, uh, Jamie watched Go Cubs Dancing with the Stars from last night. We, we got a whole sports thing coming. Save it. Just hang on to it. Fair enough. Uh, Jamie's watching Dance with the Stars, and there was a tonight at eleven o'clock news brief. Uh, and I, I wish so much I had kept the quote or written it down because it was so salacious. But basically, somebody going a hundred miles an hour was Snapchatting and got in a crash and died. <gasps> Did oh fuck? Did they kill a another person or just themselves? I don't know. I just got like a blip of it. It Holy was like a little shit. quick, like uh, uh, fatal Snapchat. But the text on the thing said like 100 plus miles an hour or whatever. So, in all honesty, I haven't done any additional research. I guess I could easily Google it. Uh, Snapchat car crash? That feels like... Uh, what? This is recent? Yes. So, Snapchat video shows drivers speeding at 150 miles an hour before deadly crash. This was yesterday. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, hold on. Where'd that text go? The moments before a car crash that left five people dead in, in Florida, of course, in Florida, were caught on video. So I guess Jesus. he posted this. Anyway, <gasps> this is a uh, this is a, this is a public service announcement, kids. Don't Snapchat and drive. Don't do anything and drive other than driving. Well, moving right along at 25 minutes and 30 seconds. We're 25 minutes in at this point. This is a rarity. I thought we were at sports almost at the get-go. Anyway, 25 minutes, 30 seconds. Steve claims that no one makes fun of sports. Mike says Chris Diella hates sports and makes fun Chris of D'Elia. them. Chris D'Elia. Wow, it's interesting seeing it spelled. Hates sports and makes fun of them all the time. Steve tells us something about sports. There's apparently a lot of terrible and evil shit in the sports world. Mike hates it when football rips 18-year-old girls away from their families, uses them, and then throws them out. Mike is, different. Mike is definitely a little miffed here. Mike says that all you have to do to be a decent person is, in the face of wrongdoing is to admit, it, admit to it and own it. Social media complicates the process. So, listen... I was I was at the beginning of this or listening to this thinking we have a really interesting dynamic for our banter because I'm a big sports fan and I was going to say you aren't but you're wearing a Cubs jersey right now. Right. And you just like took a dump on my plans. No, not at all. To to the contrary. Um my sister sent me this jersey. I was born in Chicago, so I just I just naturally root for the Cubs just cuz that's what happens. I I don't really care about sports. Um it's I have uh, you're 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 seeing me in this jersey. Well, you're not if you're listening to this, but Brett, you're seeing me in this jersey. They're seeing um, it through my <clears throat> eyes. Yeah, I wore this jersey to work today uh just cuz and uh I will probably never <laughs> wear it again. And uh, you're more likely to see me if I go to a game, whether it's a baseball game or a football game or any game. I have a T-shirt that says, beat the other team. And I will just 
I will go, I will yell like I'm into it because it's fun. I get the idea, the camaraderie, the excitement, but I I just don't care. And so I will yell things like sports or, you know, baseball if you're in a baseball game. And um, it turns out people really hate that. And they, (laughs) they, they think they, they detect uh, perhaps rightly so that I'm uh, maybe making fun of the whole institution and uh, so you are not wrong to say I don't care about sports and you really care about sports. Yes, I find uh, sports, uh, baseball in particular, um, to be amongst the, the top tier of entertainment for me personally. Wow. Well, me and Owen, when he was still alive, were talking about this and I was saying... I would potentially give up all other forms of entertainment to have baseball <laughs> when it really comes down to it. No, uh, why? Why is that? Because I just, I don't know. It's like, it's almost perfect for me. I really enjoy um, going to the games and now taking mm-hmm. my family to the games. Um, sure. I think it's, it's still a real gentleman's sport and uh, I get way into it. If the Dodgers are doing good, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> Now, what but, do you like? What do you like most about it? Do you like how slow the game is? Um, do you like how a little, little bit. happens? Is well, it, here's is the it problem. There's not a whole lot going on. Here's the problem. Peace, people people mistake baseball for being boring all the time, and it's they're wrong. It's not boring. It's it's baseball. It's not. It's not meant to be basketball or football where it's super high octane, kind of chaos for two or three hours. It's meant to be a little more, it's a gentleman's game, you know, like people can play it a little later in their life. You know, they stick around a little longer. There's better stories there. Um, You can sit back and sort of enjoy a game and relax and not have to lose your fucking mind every few minutes. And uh, unlike hockey, which I'm watching right now, which if I wasn't doing this podcast, I would actually be screaming at my television but that's that's second. That's hockey's second to baseball. There's a gap. So, so let's go back to something you just said. Mm-hmm. It's not boring. It's baseball, right? I feel like it's a solid argument. You you you've been you. I'm questioning your taste now that you've been talking about wanting Star Trek Beyond for the last you know year and a half. Well, yeah, I think it's I think it's always safe to question my taste. <laughs> Because I don't, I've always had an opinion that is, I just like what I like. I don't feel the need to defend it. That's fair. I don't really. I, I think that's. I think that's fine. I think that's actually kind of a, a progressive opinion, and I I think that <laughs> as as I've gotten older, I've I have um, less and less inclination to try and fight with or argue with someone to try and convince them that they're wrong or. Uh, if anything, I like to understand why someone feels a way that they do. Well, I feel like sometimes I think a lot of what people respond to with TV shows and movies is very personal, whether they admit it or not. Like I like this because it made me reminded me of this thing, or I like this because it made me feel this way. I think it's hard to convey that to somebody else. Yeah, I agree. Like, I talk a lot about that I love the movie Timeline with Paul Walker. Uh, 
You talk a lot about that? I do. Well, because I got it was when That's I got like keep it to yourself stuff, I think. That's well, like a real let me personal get, Let me get to the end of so I got real sick. I was in the hospital for uh several weeks when I was in college and they evacuated me from the hospital because a hurricane was coming. And Holy I was shit. on oh, I was doped up out of my mind because they thought I was dying. So they pulled me off of all that shit, like all the yeah. morphine and shit, and just were like, Yeah, you gotta go to Georgia, you're being evacuated. And uh, I had like full blown like drug relapse or not relapse or whatever you go through when you're like cold turkey. Yeah, withdrawal. Yeah. I just went like crazy Fuck. for uh, almost three full days. Just went like totally nuts. And I was coming out of that like day four. I was just like in a blanket like in my parents' basement. Um, they had built the basement into like a theater room and I just lived down there for a few days. And my Jesus mom would Christ. just go get movies from Blockbuster, and we would watch them. That's all I did. And one of them was Timeline. And for some reason, that movie, like, I associate that movie with getting, getting better. better. That's cool. And so now it's like every time I watch that, it makes me feel good. That, the big bounce, and intolerable cruelty all are on that list. Oh, wow. And they're well, all not good movies. You know, I'm not going to fight you on any of those because of because your point you you have convinced me of why those movies uh, are important to you. But speaking of women, uh, we got to get into the brass tacks of what Steve was talking about. Okay. My so talking about sexual assault and all of that and why that it, it felt like he was trying to build a case about why he didn't like sports. Right. And that people get second chances. Yeah, Greg Hardy got a second chance at the Cowboys that he shouldn't have gotten. And every other team wouldn't take him, which makes me just not like the Dallas Cowboys more. But I do feel like a bunch of, bunch of little points. We'll get there. The first thing is, if you don't follow sports, like if you're just not watching sports, you're not listening to sports radio, the only news you're going to get are these scandals or these big, you know. Sure. So for Steve not following sports, that's going to be his opinion of sports because that's the only piece of sports news that will touch his news feed. I, here's what I think. <clears throat> excuse me. I th- What I think Steve was trying to articulate and sort of failing to convince Mike about was that he feels that sports celebrities are given – too many unfair second and third and fourth opportunities to prove themselves to make up for mistakes that they've made when their mistakes in let's say corporate America would not be tolerated after the first time if you had one infraction like that if you had one infraction like you you slammed your wife against the 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 wall, choked her, and fired a gun. Um, you would you that wouldn't they wouldn't want you around at you know Kinkos, <laughs> right, but, right, right? Yeah. So you know, I I I, I hear his point, but it, it, I think it's actually it's a it's a more global point um, with celebrity. But I I hear what he's saying because we I I think we look at athletes as kind of our the if it, our la, our sort of like sanctioned warriors they're mm-hmm. they're they're not 
I don't think we necessarily hold them to the same standards because they're at war. They're at this like contained war that we can all understand where there is a winner and a loser, unlike war, especially modern wars, which are endless and faceless and impossible. Um, there's something that's safe about the wars that we have in sports. There's, there's a very, and it's very satisfying because somebody wins, somebody mm-hmm. loses. There are heroes and sometimes there are villains. And we like that in our entertainment. And, but I don't, I think, and Mike kind of started to get into it. It's not just athletes. It's, it's really more a problem of the culture of celebrity. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we do hold up our athletes, even if they're not famous, we hold them up as celebrities because they're doing something that seems above human. It seems a little bit out of reach. It seems extraordinary. And I think that, I think maybe what Steve was uh, errantly saying was it's just athletes. It's just sports. And we just let them get off with whatever because who cares about women or who cares about whatever. But I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I really don't think it's just athletes. It's, it's more a problem of the culture of celebrity. And there's a really great documentary, um, an eight and a half hour documentary um, called OJ Made in America, which is uh, ESPN made it. It's a 30 for 30 documentary, but but it's, it's multiple episodes and it's ultimately and it's awesome. And I think you've incredible. plugged it on this podcast before. Oh, well, they're not an talking official sponsor, but yeah, go, you yeah, should watch yeah, it. yeah. If you download, no, um, it's, it's, uh, it, I, I, I recommend watching it because it's, it's, it really sort of demonstrates kind of what they were talking about, which is, it's not it's not even that he was an athlete, it's not that he was African American, it's not even just that he was rich, although that's all of those are a huge f- part of it. It's that he was a modern god, which is what some celebrities are uh held up as. There are gods. There are they're the there are deities. They're the they're the they're they're above us and, and they live in this exalted world and they, we don't necessarily apply the same rules to them. Is that right? I don't know. I probably not. I don't think so, but it's not, I, I, I think it's an, uh, it's an unfair criticism, sort of what you're saying and sort of what Mike's saying that, uh, that it's just sports. Right. And I think that that was what, to use the the Jesse notes term that what I took umbrage with was Steve was using that as a reason to dislike sports right as a whole thing and to me it is a very you know like it feels like football probably has the most of this uh and they're also the most I mean, you're, you're asking people to just slam their head into other people for years and years and years in hopes of making the NFL. Not to mention they just get screamed at every day at practice. And you right. don't think that they're going to have some issues. But I think the assault issue is much bigger than, like, sexual assault happens. But, I like, Ray Rice uh, 
with with his wife in the elevator as an example <sighs> man but he's that also insane. done he he's not playing football again it was like you well know, because because it finally came out they knew about it and sure. they didn't do anything but because everybody got caught is when they finally did something but that again that's about that's where corporate america meets celebrity culture and there's and the permissiveness of celebrity culture and and that's that that's not a good thing that we just sort of go or or that there's a boys will be boys you know the now the term the locker room like that that's hmm. that's which i anybody well, who uh, says locker room talk has never been in a locker room as we've discussed well what i was going to say first of all i i won't defend the nfl I think there's too much evil there, um, but I'll defend baseball and in hockey. I won't defend. Well, it's a Patrick gentleman's game. game, right? Well, baseball is a gentleman's game, first of all. Um, but what I was going to say is, yes, that happens in sports. But I think the so when you cheer for sports, like I'm a Dodgers fan, uh, I'm a Kings fan. You know what I mean? I'm not a fan of. Like I like Clayton Kershaw, and I love that he's mm-hmm. on our team. But I, if Clayton Kershaw got traded to the Giants tomorrow, he would be dead to me. I would never speak his name again. So, but I always loved the Dodgers, and it's a sure. different sort of. So when I cheer for sports, I'm cheering for a team. I'm cheering with my sort of community around me. Um, but my bigger problem is like the Polanski of it and the Woody Allen of it. They really have suffered no consequence for their actions. Well, and it's, I, oh, it's put ahead. me in a place where I'm like, they created something that I love and they put, put something out into the world that, that has inspired me to make content and has inspired me to do things. But I'm constantly at odds with, can I still really like love Manhattan as one of my favorite movies? Or, you know, I mean like personally, do I have to question that? Because that's something that someone creatively made. That's his. It's not like cheering for sure. the Dodgers and then one of the Dodgers goes and sexually assaults someone and they kick him off the team. Does that make sense? It's it's like to me oh, it's yeah. more egregious I, in in their case. I, I do I do need to I, I actually I, I need to take issue with something that they said on the podcast and that you just said about Roman Polanski. But before I do that, I do need to say <clears throat> little behind the scenes look here. I have a little pop filter in front of my microphone so I don't blow out the microphone every time I make a sound. And it's screwed into itself against my desk, but I don't want to ruin my desk. So I have these Cards Against Humanity cards that I have thousands of. And one of them, I'm not, not making this up, the one that is right on top is that says the ethical implications to enjoying a Woody Allen film in light of the allegations against him. It's an answer card. The ethical implications of enjoying a Woody Allen film in light of the allegations oh, against boy. him. It's from one of, it's from one of the, um, it's, I think it's from the Judaism pack. Of course um, it is. So um, the thing I want to take issue with, and people can look this up if they think I'm wrong uh, or they can watch the documentary. Um, I think it's called wanted and desired. Um, about Roman Polanski and about everything that happened. Um, it's something that happened in America, unlike what they said at first. They said it was well, something that happened in Europe. It. Yeah, kind of. But he did a thing that is heinous and horrible and deplorable and indefensible. 
Absolutely. And I am not defending him at all, nor should anybody, I think. But he did serve prison time. And he made he struck a deal with a judge and it, the deal was for the, the prison term that he had served, time served. Uh, we could all argue whether it was enough time. I would say it was not. But that was the deal that he made and signed. And then he got out and then the judge reneged on the deal that he made with Roman Polanski. And Polanski's lawyer saw that this was happening and said, you need to leave the country tonight because this judge is trying to become a celebrity. He's, he's doing this for political reasons and he's going to fuck you and he can do it even though he made an agreement and a deal and that Roman Polanski did serve, I, I believe over a year, I think in prison. And again, n- not enough time for what he did. I mean, well, it's it could the be same argued. argument. The guy at Kinko's, same situation. He's probably still in jail. Well, but the guy in Kinko's probably didn't make a deal. Should we? Kinko's not official sponsor. No, let's cast for mattresses. <laughs> um, no, the look. And again, I'm not defending him. What? 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 He, he should pr- probably maybe he should be in prison forever. Maybe he should. You know, but I'm not a judge. I'm not a lawyer. And I'm. And that was the. That was the, the deal that they struck. Now, your point and that you're saying is how, how do you wrestle with enjoying their creative output? Mm-hmm. That's super valid. I mean, it's totally, totally valid because, you know, but you could say that about, I mean, we, we've worked for shitty human beings in our lives Maybe right. some of some of whom we've maybe revered at different different times when we were younger, or you know w- before we had worked for them or worked around them, and you know it's it's that they say like you know be careful about meeting your heroes because a lot of times they're going to disappoint you, and you know they're they're going to turn out to be human, and they maybe they're going to turn out to be people who are narcissists who. Uh, have had everything handed to them their entire lives or who surround themselves with yes men and they, you know, everybody makes them believe that their shit don't stink and that they're, uh, that everything they do is great and that they're the greatest. And, uh, you know, a lot of times you can look back at the parents and if they didn't have strong parents raising them, they just go crazy. It's just self will run riot. And they, you know, but then, or then you can look at a guy like LeBron James, who was told from the time he was a teenager that he's like the greatest basketball player ever to play the next Michael Jordan, who has been, you know, we all, even if you don't follow sports, you know that Michael Jordan is held as the greatest player ever. Well, we'll see. He's got six MVPs. Mm-hmm. And LeBron's circling a sixth one this year. So there you go. So, so but that, I, but I he's, think the kids he, might remember LeBron as the as the they, goat. They certainly will. Um, so, uh, but but he's a relatively well-adjusted guy. Has he ever had a sexual assault uh, case? 
has he ever been accused of anything like that? I mean, I'm actually kind of asking that. Yeah, not that I know of either. Kobe had some drama. Yeah. But but I'm actually more into the Lakers now that Kobe's gone. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's a... That's a totally. I'm not talking about him. I'm just talk, I'm talking about a guy who clearly had a strong mother and a strong family that said, "You're going to be a person first and a celebrity. You're not. You're not a god. You're not this mm-hmm. person. You're just LeBron, and you're a, an incredibly gifted athlete. That's a thing that you do, but that's not who you are. And I think that I think that you know you can look at people." In all walks of life, you know, especially as we're examining celebrity, you can look at all types of celebrities. There's, you're always going to find bad examples and good examples. Well, the other thing I wanted to point out is the you know sports community or football has been riddled with its share of you know controversy in this area, but um, also our. Uh, Republican nominee for president is right. embroiled in his, it's just like the guy who could potentially be the leader of our country is embroiled in these sex scandals. Multiple and sex scandals. He's he's accused <clears throat> of being involved in the in the sexual assault of a 13-year-old girl. But all 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 we're trying to say kids is uh, it's okay to to watch sports. Don't listen to Steve. <laughs> Don't Snapchat. That's, Don't listen to Steve. He Snapchats in his car. That's the takeaway. Yeah, that's the takeaway. It seems legit. That's like the, the rainbow at the end. I've been oh, very nice. interested just to dive back into this after we pulled ourselves out. Uh, the Cosby stuff, mm-hmm. he is the one exception. And that like celebrities get hit with these scandals all the time and sort of dodge them and he got hit with a scandal and people just I think it's because people held him in such high esteem and such a beacon of of what is good and he's well, just like but see but the the fact is this is the f- this is not the first time he's been hit with these scandals he's been these scandals have been dogging him his entire career he just makes them go away he pays for them to go away because he, because he can afford it and you get all the justice you can afford and he can afford an, an, an alarming amount of justice. And, you know, this is the first time that people finally said, I've had enough. I'm not going to just let him pay me to go away. This, this isn't right. And this needs story needs to be told. And, and people finally felt, um, emboldened to, hold him accountable for his actions and to hold him. It's unfortunate that he's being held accountable first in the court of public opinion, because Mm -hmm. that's, that's not how our judicial system is set up. You, you, you technically are, should be innocent until proven guilty. Although anybody who's watched any of the murder mystery things like making a murderer or the, or the staircase knows that that's rarely the case. The staircase. Oh, you got to watch the staircase. If you like making a murderer, the sta- I, I think the staircase, <clears throat> the craft is not as good. The filmmaking is not. I mean, the oh. filmmakers. <laughs> I was like the made, movie, the craft. <laughs> yeah, it's not as good because as the that's craft. Fictional. That's yeah. about a For, fictional Faruza witches. Balk and Nev Campbell. Um, it's 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 not the filmmakers of making a murderer really really have something. 
but um, the just the the narrative of the staircase, the do, it's a documentary, is in the story. I think the story is much better. It's 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 better. I mean, this is ultimately it's it's upsetting that we're that we're like like oh dude, you got to see this thing because at the end of it, there's a person who was who died, whether or not they were murdered by the person, whether or not they were murdered by whoever. Uh, there's a dead person and their families and people victims on all sides. And it's super incredibly sad, but the staircase, I think pound for pound, it's a, it's a better and more satisfying documentary because it just, it just is. It, it, it's without, I can't really say much without giving everything away, but, but um, you can, you can watch the first three episodes, I think for free on Sundance has them on Vimeo. Okay. And then, because Sunday that was going to be my next then, question. I was like, "Where do I go?" Yeah, I'm and then sold. You have to, I'm sold on the have, product. Well, but then you have to join to see the rest of them. You have to join the Sundance Doc Now Club. Um, but if I can't like Amazon purchase Prime, them off of uh, Amazon or iTunes. Well, but here's the thing. No, right. tell me, I, not tell that me, I can see. Tell me the the thing. The thing is, you can get. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, you can get a free month trial to the Doc Now Club, so you can watch the whole thing in that free month. This is a brutal amount of work. It's not. It's just a couple of buttons. That's too 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 many. No, I thought that too. It's pretty easy. Um. Well, listen, we've once again scheduled a podcast on a Tuesday night when I have to shoot yeah. Wednesday morning. So yeah, as much as I would love to too. continue talking about this, yeah, let's good jump. Stuff. We're going to jump way ahead. Yeah. Into the history road at 57 minutes and 54 seconds. Because mm-hmm. I like Jesse's notes here. Uh, okay. He wrote, time for an OG history road with Lee Graylish, told by Steve in an English accent with Owen on the keys. Can we call that an English accent? Well, is the that- next note is at an hour and one minute. Jesse writes... I no longer know what this story is about because Steve <laughs> is having a stroke, an incredibly English stroke. And I felt the same way. I definitely dipped out and then tried to get back in. Yeah. But was far too behind. It was really behind confusing. The accent. I, I, I agree. The ac- I, I, I was enjoying and I was enjoying what seemed like total silence from Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike and Steve at 108 and 15. Mike and Steve are actively working on a live show. They'll see us Very at the Winchester exciting. Mystery House next week. Just kidding. It'll be 100% at Meltdown Comments. Uh, Did yeah, they this say is that? very exciting. I don't know. This is Jesse wrote that. I don't remember them saying that. I also haven't I talked to Steve about that. this yet. So, details pending. I could see I it at Meltdown, I, I could never see heard it at them- other places. There are a lot of cool places, and certainly in Los Angeles, there are lots of venues. Um, well, we definitely discussed some live activities uh, in other podcasts and while playing VR extensively. Well, by the gonna, way, I mean, there's just been more v- since last we spoke. So much more VR. Oh, the thing! Remember last week, and I was like, I can't remember what I was going to tell you. Yes, because I was I I had had a couple glasses of wine and I couldn't remember anything. I was going to ask you if you had seen the new episode of The Black Mirror, the second episode of the no of the, the tra- new dance Dan Trachtenberg's. Yeah, the, I haven't the, it's, seen it's it. It's kind of all about sort of all about VR and horror 
uh, within a VR experience. And that's, that's all I'll really say. Well, I haven't but, seen it, but I also haven't seen any Black Mirror, and you can save oh, your disgust well, because Steve and Owen no. have already hit me with it. That's fine. I mean, certainly don't start with that one. Um, start at the beginning because they're great. All of them are great in their own way. Um, but uh, I would be interested once you do, given your um, given your feelings about both horror and VR, I would be interested in your take on that particular episode. Stay tuned. Um, oh, oh, I plan to. Breath baited. All right. We got to get into emails. Uh, oh, hey, b- before you do that, can I thank all of the people who've started, f- who've been flooding me on Instagram and, and, uh, and, and communicating with me and, and checking out my, uh, I, 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 I see you. I feel I like see you guys. I, f- I feel like you just accomplished that. Th- this just happened. No, it's like over the last week. I just like, thanked them though. Oh, here it is. Oh, you mean I, I'm asking you, can I just thank, the, In, thank them? Here's me thanking them. Okay, thank go. you. Oh, I thank talked you. over it. You should try again. God. I talked over it. That one I definitely talked over. Thank you. That was a really nice thank you. Yeah. Um, we're getting into emails here. I, I categorize emails that we've already read in episodes. And we're on, this is the 17th one of these of talking banters. We've done 17 of these. Wow, that's a pretty good round number. Just 17. A, that's like 17. Please excuse the interruption, but the following program, Talking Banter, has been officially terminated by the Hive Council of the EZU. We appreciate your support and look forward to providing you with new programming from the EZU very soon. Thank you, and remember, the hive is watching. That was a headgum podcast.